This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 12. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode 12 of the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a great week. Uh, I'm sitting in London right now, trying to not look outside because it's a beautiful day outside. The sun is shining. It's a bright blue sky. One of those days that doesn't come around very often in London. So I'm getting ready to go outside and enjoy the weather as soon as I'm done with the recording of the podcast today. So let's jump into today's question, which comes from Davide. Hey, Ali, what's up? Uh, Davide from Italy. So um, my question is, and this is something that bothers me from time to time. I've been learning English for a long time, and I'm pretty comfortable with it. And uh, I understand from 95 to 98% of what I listen to. Or maybe sometimes less. I mean, of course, it depends on the content uh, that I'm that I'm listening to. If I listen, if I listen to rap songs, probably it's much less than 90%. So it really depends. But I'm pretty comfortable with it. But the thing is, there are so many words that I don't know. And I guess this is true for most people. Like we, they say we use a very small part of all the words that exist in a dictionary. But sometimes there are words that I'm like, I, I shouldn't know this. Especially words like, I guess, physical things or objects, very concrete things, even food. I guess I'm not really that interested in food. I'm not a food enthusiast, although I like eating nice food uh, i'm italian so <laughs> um but it, like it's not a big deal if i'm reading about something i can just look the word up if i have to use the word i can look it up but if i'm talking with someone it's it's a bit annoying not to have the word you can try to explain it but sometimes it's a bit difficult to do that and uh, so, so i don't know what do you think about that because it's i don't really have the patience to for instance to say like okay i'm gonna learn Today I'm going to learn like 500 words related to food and uh, like memorize them all. I'm I'm not going to do that. I I don't really have the patience to do that. So I was curious, what do you think about that? Uh, is is that something you came across? Thank you. Okay, Davide, thank you very much for a great question. And, you know, it's really hard when you're at the stage that you're at now where you speak such good English because you enter the territory of what we call diminishing returns, which is to say that you can study the same amount, but you start to improve less and less because there is there is literally less out there to learn. So that's why when we first start learning a language at the beginning, for example, we make lots of quick progress. But then as we study longer, the progress slows down because the stuff that we're learning is less frequent, it's less common, and it's proportionally a lot harder as well. So there's a few things to say about this, and either way, there's no getting around the fact that it's a lot of hard work. So let's let's put that on the table straight away. Um, you know, if you if you really want to move from your 97% to 100%, you have to be prepared to put the time in. The first thing is that spoken language is a lot less rich than written language, and this is a limitation that a lot of a lot of people come across when they're learning a language naturally or learning it, uh, you know, just by speaking to people, making friends, because the 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 amount of language vocabulary that we use when we're speaking is much much less than 
the uh, vocabulary that we use when we're writing. So that's a big limitation from the start. And likewise, there's a big difference between when you're actually speaking and then when you're listening, what we would call production and reception. So with production, which is when you're you're speaking, you know, I would first thing I'd say is that I have this problem in English, okay? I've been living abroad for many years now. And I, the, the longer that I'm abroad, the, lot, the, the more difficult I find it to actually recall a word, a more difficult word that I need. So it's quite common for me to, to be speaking and to, and to say, oh yeah, and you know the, uh, and then I just can't get, I can't access that word that I need. But then if I were to read that word or hear that word, I would know it straight away because I, I know the word. And the reason I know the word is because I've heard it in the past or I've read it in the past. So there is a difference between production and reception, and it's important to to remember that because the fact that you can't say a word doesn't necessarily mean that you don't know it. And this is just as true for um, for, for native speakers of English or people that are learning English as a second language. You also mentioned content and topic, and this is absolutely vital because you, you mentioned food and that you're you're not a, a food enthusiast. I mean, I'm not either. I'm, I'm like you, though. I really like eating, but I don't know much about food. I'm not not an expert at all. And so when I watch uh, programs like MasterChef in the UK, for example, which is just a great program where they, well, anyway, I won't go into MasterChef, but they talk about food a lot. And they talk about things I have no idea about, all these kind of weird processes and ingredients that I've just never heard of before. So it's perfectly natural not to understand, not to know words from certain topics. Of course, what native speakers can do is that they can guess from the context because they understand 99% of what's going on. It's relatively easy to guess what that 1% means, even if you're not 100% sure. So yeah, if you talk to me about about food, I'm, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not going to understand. Likewise, if I talk to people about language, or more specifically linguistics, which is the kind of academic side of languages, I'm going to be able to talk about things that my friends, who are just as English as me, are not going to have a clue what I'm talking about, because they're just not familiar with the field. So content and, and topic is extremely important, and you, no one can be expected to know everything, whether you're a native speaker or not. But it gets more complicated than this because even within a native, a, na- a native context, a native speaker context, one of the things that is the biggest indicator of level of vocabulary is your level of education. And there are plenty of studies that have proven that people who are from a poor socioeconomic background have a much smaller range of vocabulary than than people who are from a sort of privileged corner of society or even just generally well educated people. So. You can't get away from the fact that I think that your level of vocabulary, especially when we're talking about the kind of high-end stuff, the less common stuff that you're talking about, Davide, education is a huge function of that. Now, clearly, you're a very educated person, but I imagine that most of your your education has been in Italian and not in English, which means that as a as a kind of uh, an educated adult who is using English every day, you are probably lacking the experience that I have, for example, which is of spending 16 years in school and of reading all these books and attending classes in English. So when I think about uh, my my schooling, for example, the things that I studied at school, I start to realise where a lot of my less common vocabulary comes from. So, for example, at school, I had to study biology, physics, chemistry, 
maths, geography, all these different topics and subjects that I have not had anything to do with uh, since the age of 16. Now, if you use some terms, some physics or some biology terminology with me now, I'm still going to understand it because I'm going to remember it from, 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 from my school days. Can I, can I say it? Can I come up with the word by myself? Well, I don't know, possibly not, but I do know the word and it is in there somewhere. But this is something that if we're talking about a kind of the, the generally educated segment of the population, people that have, who have been, been to school, who have studied all these subjects, this is, this is less common vocabulary, but nevertheless, it is quite common knowledge, general knowledge amongst educated people. And so, like I said before, because you've had your education in Italy, I'm, I'm guessing, and not in the UK or America, you this is the big difference between us. And so I think given that, there is one, there's only one real solution to this, and that's for you to start reading and to start reading as widely as possible. Okay, on the whole, speaking is not going to help you with this because, as we said before, when we speak, we use a much more restricted range of vocabulary. So it's by reading and reading on a variety of topics that you're going to start to to really, it's the only way that you're going to be able to encounter these less common words that you want to learn. So that's what I would recommend. I would recommend reading as widely as possible, a combination of um, fiction and nonfiction, and to do it for a very long time. And gradually, you will start to notice that your vocabulary at the higher end, <coughs> excuse me, is is starting to improve. So you can do this with books. You can also do it on, on the internet. I tend not to do my reading on the internet because I just find that there are far too many distractions and, you know, <laughs> Facebook is only one click away. But nevertheless, if you do like to use the internet, there are an increasing number of very useful language tools out there. There's Link, for example. There's Readlangs. It's a very interesting new site called Lingually where they where you what you could do is as you're reading on the internet you can if you come across a, a new word you can kind of clip it at the touch of a button and add it to a kind of ongoing dictionary of of words and so you can keep you know automatically build up this store of um of new vocabulary. Now I'll put a link to all of these things in the show notes, which will be at I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode twelve. So if you're interested in any of these websites, you can you can head over there and 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 just follow the links to go through. So I hope that answers your question, David. It's it's all about reading. And the way you do that is is gonna depend on you and it's gonna depend on your learning style and how you think you can you can best do that. So thanks for the question. If you've got a question you'd like to ask me, please go over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask and that will redirect you to a page where you can ask me a question like David A's done using the microphone on your smartphone or on your computer or whatever else you happen to be using. Now at the end of every episode I like to recommend a resource of some kind related to the topic of the show and today I want to talk about this fantastic website called Blue Blue and it's a kind of odd name so I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes again. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 12. Now, Blue Blue is fantastic because what it does is it pulls authentic material from the internet in the language you're learning and then and dishes it up to you in different topics. So, for example, if you're learning um, Arabic, then what you can do is you can tell the software, the program, the, the, the website that you're that you're learning Arabic and you can select the kind of 
content that you want, maybe news sites or YouTube videos. And it will go out there and it will find content that matches your current level in the language. So it's for someone who is looking to read a lot more in the language, someone like in Davide's situation who is looking to read as much as possible to really encounter some of that less common vocabulary and improve their their the language level, this is the kind of website that is can be really, really helpful. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time in episode 13 of the I Will Teach You a Language podcast.